Welcome back to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I am Scott. I am the Right Wing Vegan, the ever so dangerous Right Wing Vegan to the left, because the left does not know what to do when they confront a Right Wing Vegan. It scares them. It makes them think, well, this can't be. It's like a chimera in many ways, a creepy little creature that they just don't know how to contend with and as i realized i just called myself creepy we will continue to move on with the podcast thank you all for listening very very much i really appreciate it really appreciate the continued support as we attempt to grow this channel and this podcast to lens no one has ever seen um and no one has ever dreamed of that's what we're trying to do here so welcome we got a lot to talk about today got a lot to touch on i really want to focus on january 6th the commission the ever the the oh the so reputable commission to investigate the insurrection of January sixth. The I hear and I hear this. It was the worst attack on the U.S. Capitol since the Civil War. I, I couldn't I couldn't you know I heard that, and then I heard that the election laws that Republicans are trying to pass in many states was the worst attack on democracy since the civil war so that's just the new line they like to say that they keep bringing up civil war it's kind of weird isn't it um it's kind of weird but uh we got to talk about this commission because some i mean come on we knew okay the, the minute that nancy pelosi announces there will be a commission on january 6th i think anybody with half of a brain knew this was going to be a single party investigation that's going to paint one six as this terrible terrorist event that um that you know was orchestrated by the orange man the ever so evil orange man the villain of our story the orange man um that he orchestrated this this event this this protest that took place on january 6th which led to um a few people storming a building of uh, several people who were allowed to just walk around aimlessly and ashley babbitt to be murdered um by a cop they won't release the footage of that. They don't want to talk about that. That is not part of the January 6th commission. No, no, no. That is not what the January 6th commission is all about. Now, we're not. they're not going to focus on silly little things like the murder of an American woman who wasn't brandishing a weapon. No, we're not going to worry about that. Okay? All cops are bad except for that cop. That cop was doing the right thing. Um, forget, forget the fact that just a year ago, I'm old enough to remember... When a certain cop had his knee on the back of a drug addict who robbed a pregnant woman at gunpoint, that was egregious and terrible. But this cop, this cop who happened to shoot a woman in the freaking head, that's okay. No, the 1-6 Commission is not going to concern itself with such things. You see, the 1-6 Commission's primary goal is to paint Trump supporters as domestic terrorists. We know this. They're saying it out loud. They're already calling Republicans domestic terrorists. Joe Biden is saying that Republicans are worse than the, the um, Confederates of the South, which is hilarious to me. Again, another reference to the Civil War. Why are they talking about the Civil War so much? I have a theory on that. So, anyways, Nancy Pelosi forms her commission. You know, they want it to be a bipartisan commission. And by bipartisan, I think we know what they mean now. So, Kevin McCarthy puts forth people that he wants to be on the commission, right? We got some good people on that commission who would ask tough questions. Jim Jordan, specifically. Okay, my boy, Jim Jordan. And you got Jim Banks. 
they were going to be on the commission. And Nancy Pelosi, at, at first, I guess, she said that that was okay. She'd approved it. And then that night, she decided she changed her mind. Now, I think she realized that by allowing these two principled congressmen on the panel, that you were going to get legitimate questions. And Nancy Pelosi's not ready to answer legitimate questions. Because we know, you know, I know, what questions are going to be asked. So, no, 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 Nancy Pelosi can't have any of that. We don't want the public to know what really took place on January 6th. I do think we need to investigate January 6th, just not in the same way that my authoritarian leftist enemies, the the way that they want. I think we need to investigate, A, why wasn't security buffed up at the Capitol? I think that's important. I think that's quest- those are questions we need to ask and answer. I said ask very funny there. Just ignore that. I also think we need to ask the question of what the FBI's involvement is in all of this. Because it certainly seems like maybe the FBI was partially responsible for instigating a lot of this. Another story comes out. And it turns out that the FBI was actually heavily involved in the kidnapping attempt, the plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Now, BuzzFeed does the article on this, and good for them. I mean, BuzzFeed doing reporting, that's like, who the hell ever thought that was a possibility? Okay, but it was. BuzzFeed putting out one, at least one good article. Uh they exposed the fact that the FBI was involved from the inception of the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. From the inception of the plot, right from the beginning, the FBI had their hands in the plot. Tucker Carlson ran a segment on it last night, okay? It turns out there might have been more FBI informants involved in the plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer than there were assailants. This was an FBI plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Now, this was a setup. The FBI was setting up passionate individuals who had been, you know, triggered. I hate that word, but we're going to use it here. Triggered, instigated by Governor Whitmer and her tyrannical rule of Michigan, where she's passing these orders and then not following them herself because she's the queen. She doesn't have to follow the orders. Duh. Shut up, peon. Go put your mask on and sit in your living room. Peon, you scrub, infidel, surf. It's insane. So, of course, people were all fired up. Who wouldn't be? I, in my state, have a governor who was also a bumbling idiot when it came to COVID. Now, he was a Republican, okay? And he locked people down and forced people into masks and did all of this. And it didn't matter because COVID kept spiking in our state. Now, finally, he caved due to pressure And he's getting primaried, as he should. But he also passes these executive orders as if he's some king bestowing down on his his subjects what they, they can and can't do. You know, the last I checked, we have a constitution. We have a bill of rights. We have certain rights that are granted to us by God. And those rights are not given to us by the government. They are not to be infringed on by the government. But forget all of that. So this January 6th commission, she kicks 
she kicks Jordan, she kicks Banks off because she doesn't want to be asked about why she, she was the one who gave the order, by the way, to, to not buff security at the Capitol. She doesn't want the FBI investigated because the FBI and the other federal police departments, the NSA, the intelligence wing, the CIA, they are all arms of the, the authoritarian left. They're all the arms of the elite. And then you have Liz Cheney, this buffoon, this warmonger out there talking about how right Nancy Pelosi is and how wrong Kevin McCarthy is and Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. And it's hilarious to me. Like Liz Cheney, you, you, you know, one of the ways that I can tell, honestly, it's just like the simplest of litmus tests, right? How do I know that a, that a government official is principled? How do I know that they are a legitimate human being? They believe what they say. Do they stick to what they believe even when it's unfashionable for them to do so. And when they cave, when a politician caves, so when a politician feels pressure and they cave, that's like the easiest litmus test to know that they are just full of shit. So Liz Cheney is obviously full of shit because the minute she starts to feel pressure and because she has a grudge against the orange man, because remember, the orange man is the villain in the story. She betrays everything that she's believed or claimed to have believed for the last couple decades she just throws it in the trash and immediately jumps on to the bandwagon of Pelosi, to the left, to the authoritarians, because let's face it, that's where she belongs. That's where Bill Kristol belongs. You see, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party used to be nice little homes for, for the elites, okay? The warmongers, the, the, the big war machine. They want us constantly involved in other countries' affairs, and they want to hold down the American public so that they can extract as much wealth as they can from the economy. They used to have a nice little home in both parties, okay? Then you started to get these leftists, these weird liberals, these socialists. They can control them, right? Like AOC is a puppet. She, she says all of these things, but she doesn't mean any of them. She doesn't know what any of them actually mean. She badmouths capitalism, meanwhile runs a business where she sells shirts that make a profit. Now, she claims that's not capitalism because she doesn't understand the definition, even though she majored in economics in college. I think at an Ivy Lake school, right? I don't know. She's a bartender. Okay. Anyways, um, you, you those folks can be controlled because they don't really believe what they say. AOC doesn't really believe what she says. She knows that she has a little niche carved out for her and she wants to, to run that niche. She gains power by completely controlling that niche of people and then using them as kind of like an army to prop her up. So she knows exactly what she needs to say, even if she doesn't believe it. She fails the litmus test instantly, but those people are easy to control because the elite can throw them a bone and they'll, they'll take it because they don't really believe what they say. Liz Cheney is an elite. So she, you know, they had a nice little wing of the Republican Party too, where they would tell their voters, oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're pro-life. We're pro-religion. We're pro-guns. And then they don't pass any laws but they satiate their voters by holding the Democrats back a little bit. So it's this like push, it's this theater of push and pull, but they really don't care which direction the country goes or they want the country to go in the direction that's going to make them the most money. As long as they can have their war in Syria and their war in Iran and their war in Iraq, they don't, they don't really care about social issues. None of that matters. Whatever's going to control the populace. That's, that's the social issue they're going to get behind, right? You have a dumb populace and you need to control them. So play on their emotions That'll control the dumb populace, and then you can go on starting wars in Iran and Syria. Whatever, okay? You can go meddle in, in other countries' business and affairs. Okay. 
So Liz Cheney sells out instantly because now the elites are starting to lose their home in the Republican Party. And that's thanks to the orange man. The orange man, Daddy Trump, okay, exposes the right or at least the grifters on the right. Now, I don't think he did this on purpose. I think this is just a symptom of like, Trump was a symptom of people who are fed up. Okay, the middle class had been ignored by the entire Obama presidency. The rural communities had been ignored by Obama. They were sick of it. And Trump was the solution. Trump was running. He was anti-establishment. You knew he was anti-establishment because the establishment was coming down so hard on him. Trump said the things out loud that a lot of people felt but couldn't say. Trump was brash and harsh. It's the Stone Cold Steve Austin effect. And Trump's a wrestling guy. He knows that. Trump wins, rattles the elites for four years, makes some bad hires, let's be honest, and keeps some bad people in power, let's be honest. He was taking bad advice from bad people. A common trope in politics. But overall, Trump was an outsider, and they, oh, no, 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 no. They will not have an outsider in their midst. That is not going to happen. So, you know, Trump exposes a lot of these people because they come out against him. I don't know why. You'd think you would learn your base. You would learn the cards that you're playing with, right? If you have a hand, you play the hand that you have. You don't play the hand that you want to have. You don't play to the audience what you think the audience, what you want the audience to feel. You play to what the audience feels. The left knows this. The elitists know this. Well, some of the elitists know this. Others don't. So you got like Bill Crystal, who's completely sticking to the anti-Trump BS, okay? Meanwhile, the constituency, the people who, who are now running, pushing the Republican Party, they don't believe that. So when Bill Crystal's out here saying that, they're saying, get the hell out of here, old man. Go start your war somewhere else. So he goes and tries to find a home in the Democratic Party. And while he has a nice home with the elites, the base of the Democratic Party doesn't believe any of this shit. The difference is the base of the Democratic Party are morons. So they, they only act on emotion. So as long as you play to their emotions and you talk about gay, trans, black, whatever, you're going to get those idiots because they're not going to think deeply about anything. They just want to feel good. And rich, white, liberal women feel good when they're uh, on their knees placating to, to poor black people. That's their way of repentance. It's like church. You go to church, you ask God for forgiveness, and then you feel better about yourself because God forgives. It's the same thing. As a rich white liberal woman who has nothing, really, outside of her money, of course you're going to want to to get that same feeling of forgiveness and repentance. So you apologize. You put the little black square up on Instagram. You talk about how your neighbor's daughter is trans, and then you feel better about yourself. You talk about the orange man, because that's the gateway ticket. You need that ticket to get into the to the pity Olympics. You need the ticket, orange man bad, and you get in. But I get off on a tangent just to say that this January 6th commission is obviously theater. We know it's theater now, and they're going to use this to push to their arms of the media, the legacy media, CNN, MSNBC, yada, 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 that Trump supporters are domestic terrorists and we need to investigate them and stop them at all costs. That's the whole purpose of the January 6th commission. There is no other purpose. That's what it exists for. It's bullshit. 
It's a bullshit theater. And I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the determinations of the January 6th commission doesn't run up to the 2022 election. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think they're going to drag this out to at least play into 2022. Because if this commission happens, it's going to be televised on legacy media and it's going to take up a lot of airway. So it'll dominate a lot of the conversation. And that's what they want in 2022. They don't want people to think, because if you think you're never going to vote for a Democrat again, why the hell would you? They're ruining the cities that they're in control of. Crime is, is rampant. They want to take your guns away because they want to take your power away. They're already taking your liberties away. Why would anybody in their right mind vote for these assholes? They wouldn't. So they want you to be dumb. Because dumb people... That's why, that's why in their attempt to nationalize our elections, they want 16-year-olds to vote. Because 16-year-olds are dumb. 16-year-olds have no skin in the game. They don't own property. A lot of them don't work. They don't have any skin in the game. But Billie Eilish, I've said her, I use her as my example a lot because I can't think of a more moronic person than Billie Eilish. Uh, Billie Eilish tells you to vote, so you vote because you want to be cool like you think Billie Eilish is. Well, that's a real great idea. I can't, I can't think of a person who has 10 brain cells in their little head that would think that 16-year-olds should be in control of choosing who's running the United States of America. I honestly can't. But a lot of things baffle my mind these days. A lot of things are just really hard to understand. It's only a matter of time, by the way, until full masks come back and maybe lockdowns. It's only a matter of time. Now, here's a question. This is just a question to kind of leave on, okay? It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today. we got a couple guests in mind, by the way. I'm trying to sure them up. If I can get them on, I think it'll be interesting conversations. Just normal people. Not celebrities, just normal people. Have good conversations with normal people. Those episodes are going to be longer. So these episodes with myself, it's like 20 minutes. That's because you don't want to hear me babble for... 50 minutes. You really don't. But if I can get a guest, you know, I like conversation. So having a good hour, hour and a half conversation, I think that's fine. So those are going to be longer episodes. But I want to leave you with this thought. Bruce Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor of California. And for a while, Bruce Caitlyn seemed like the best, ugh, makes you want to throw up in your mouth when you say it, but the best candidate uh, that the, the California GOP could, could muster right against old governor newsom in the recall election and uh, then larry elder decided to run okay larry elder is a fantastic freaking candidate larry elder is a fantastic freaking human being he's a great representative of conservatives he should be easily the front runner um to defeat gavin newsom he really should but there are some conservative pundits who are still backing caitlin jenner bruce jenner and i don't understand why you cannot be a conservative and choose Caitlyn Jenner over Larry Elder. It's impossible. You see, I didn't give a shit if conservatives wanted to back Caitlyn Jenner in California because I don't give a shit about... Ca Look, there's only, if you still live in California and you're a conservative, I have a lot of questions. I know California's pretty. I understand. 
but how can you live there? So fine, fine. If you want to be a California Republican and you want to back Caitlyn Jenner, whatever, okay? But you are not a conservative if you are choosing Caitlyn Jenner over Larry Elder. That isn't even a debate. It's not a question. It's not up for grabs as to who represents your ideology, your beliefs, your morals better. That shouldn't even be in question. If you call yourself a conservative, if you call yourself right wing, whatever the hell that means in 2021, there's no question who you should be supporting in the recall election in California. It is not up for debate. Now, if you want to call yourself a Republican, fine, because that doesn't mean you're a conservative. But even if you are a populist, I would think Larry Elder is a much better candidate than Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. I would I will take you back to a car accident that happened when Caitlyn was still Bruce, I believe, and a woman died. And the media just stopped talking about it because all of a sudden Bruce Jenner becomes Caitlyn Jenner. Just look it up. Just look it up. And then tell me if you still support old Caitlyn. Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening. It's a little bit of a ramble episode, but I really wanted to touch on the January 6th commission because we're hearing a lot about it. The media is going to cover it ad nauseum. It's disgusting. They're going to spin it. It's awful. So I wanted to spend a brief moment just talking about that with you. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, do all of the things. We really surely appreciate it. Follow me at VeganWing on Twitter, and I will see you guys next time.